Morning to the as you practiced, well done. Morning to the boys and girls. Um, I wonder if you can tell me what the significance of the clock behind me is. Give you a wee moment just to think about that. Can you tell me what it is? It's counting down to something. It's a very significant day. It's the birthday of a very special man who made a huge and lasting impact in our world. Everybody seems to get excited at this time of year. I bet you're excited. I'm excited. Can you tell me whose birthday it is? Any ideas? Hands up. There are prizes available this morning, by the way. Which is always good. Callum? Sorry, what was that? Jesus. Uh, Sorry, that's the wrong answer. It's actually the birthday of Sir Isaac Newton. Um, The well-known scientist and mathematician, born on the 25th day of December in 1642. Uh, He famously came up with the theory of gravity while sitting under an apple tree watching how the apples fell to the ground. So, Mary Newton miss everybody. (laughs) Wouldn't it be strange if every year we spent days and weeks frantically searching the shops for the perfect gift to give our loved ones? For... The, the perfect plumpest turkey for the tastiest Brussels sprouts. You like Brussels sprouts? I do. The tastiest Brussels sprouts. And made a tremendous fuss over something, such a simple thing as the birth of even a man as brilliant as Sir Isaac Newton. Surely hundreds of thousands of babies are born every single day, and he would be just one in a very large and smelly, noisy crowd of babies. Well, don't you think it's even stranger that some 2,000 years, 2,000 years on, we still celebrate the birth of Jesus of Nazareth, this simple carpenter from this sort of dark corner of the Middle East. Well, before I go any further, as Colin said, I'm Mike Stark, and I'm expecting to be fired from the pastoral team any minute now. Uh, and I'd like to add my own special welcome. And just uh, to, by way of digging myself out of a hole, let me just reassure you that Christmas is very much about uh, Jesus Christ. He is the reason for the season. And it's at this time of year that we celebrate his birth. And of course, it would be ridiculous to make such a festive fuss celebrating the birth of a man long dead. But the simple truth is that Jesus is no mere man. He was not just a baby. And as we count down to Christmas this morning, I really hope you'll grasp something of the importance of this man. It's great that you're able to be with us this morning. Uh, And if you're hanging on for a particular talk or sermon or children's talk, then you might be a little bit confused because the plan is to do a sort of whistle-stop tour of the Christmas story and drop some important points as we go. So that's, that's the plan for this morning. We're going to just stop at the moment and commit the service to to God. We're going to pray. So just bow your heads and pray with me. Father God, we, we thank you for the good news of Christmas. I pray that you would be with each and every one of us this morning. Lord, show us something, however small, of the greatness of Jesus. That he's not just a baby. Help us to understand that. Help us to understand his importance. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so in Matthew, it's in chapter 1, verses 18 to 23. It's going to be on the screens, but Laura's kindly offered to 
or being volunteered to help read. So I'll hand over to Laura now. Thanks. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Okay, there's only really one word that you can use to describe the birth of Jesus. It's miraculous. Mary was his mother, uh, but he didn't have an earthly father like we do. God was his father. So where does Joseph fit in? Well, he was engaged to be married to Mary. And I can imagine how he must have felt, but an angel uh, appears to Joseph and reassures him, giving him clear instructions. He even, uh, the angel even tells Joseph what to name the baby. Uh, it says, she will have a son, and you're to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Do you think names are important? I wonder if you think names are important. What is in a name, you might ask? Well, we're going to explore the meaning of a few names. I'm going to need some volunteers, and uh, if a few folk want to volunteer, we'll, we'll find out what your names mean. Uh, you can come into the pulpit, and you get a prize again. You get a little packet of sweets. Um, do you want to come to the Make your way around to the pulpit. Maybe another couple. Come around this way. And, and yeah, okay. I'll tell you her name later on. <laughs> and maybe, maybe a boy. Do we have a boy volunteer? That's three girls. Do you want to come up as well? Okay. I've got my laptop set up here. Uh, it's got internet access. And I've found a website that tells you, uh, tells you a little bit of information about the name. It's behind the name it's called. The etymo- et- I can't say that word. <laughs> okay, so we'll start, we'll start this way, I think. And what's your name? Mary. Mary. Okay, let's put in Mary here. M-A-R-Y. See what it says. Okay. Sea of bitterness. Oh, dear. Rebelliousness. <laughs> Rebelliousness, is that right? Where's Andrea? Yeah? No? <laughs> okay. Wished for a child. That's nice. Okay. What have we got next? Olivia. Olivia. O-L-I-V-I-A, is that right? Yeah. Okay, so we look to see what it says here. Olivia. Olive. Okay, <laughs> from Twelfth Night. Olive Tree. Okay, interesting. And we have Jennifer. Yeah. Jennifer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know Jennifer already. <laughs> uh, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R. Enter. Let's see what it says here. Okay, from the Cornish form of the Welsh name. I can't even say that. Uh, no, that's not really coming up with a meaning. Do you know what your name means? No idea. Anybody know what Jennifer means? 
Nope, nobody? Okay, we'll move on then. What's your name? Gregor. Gregor. Can we all see Gregor? Let's, uh, let's jump up here. You right there? Yep. Lofty heights. Let's have a look and see what Gregor means. You okay there? Good, good. Right, Gregor was apparently a Czech monk and a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> it's also Gregory. Let me have a look at Gregory as well. Watchful and alert. Are you watchful and alert? No. No. <laughs> okay. Last but by no means least, let's put in my name. My proper name is Michael. It helps if I can spell it right. A-E-L. I used to spell my name Mike, so... There we are. Michael comes up here. Okay, Michael, which, is, which means who is like God. So, just... Okay. Let me just uh, dish out some prizes for you guys. Well done. Thank you very much, Gregor. Oh, you're all right. Yeah, but I'm allergic to nuts. That's okay. There's no nuts in those. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> oh man. You can't script these things, can you? <laughs> well, actually, I put the name Jesus into this website as well, just to see what it comes up with. But in fact, um, the passage that we just had read tells us what the name Jesus means it means God saves. So why call him Jesus? Well, again, the angel says, he will save his people from their sins. The Bible actually has many names for Jesus. Throughout the entire Bible, there's lots of different names for Jesus. And there was another one in the verse that we had read. Uh, there it is there. I was going to ask you, there's a clue in the, the screen. Does anybody know what it is? Any volunteers? What's the other name for Jesus? Emmanuel. Well done. I'll throw a prize to you if you want to come out to the stage. There you go. You can get away with that. Um, Emmanuel, that's right. And what does Emmanuel mean? It means God with us. See, his mother was Mary. His father was God. I hope you see that this was just no ordinary baby. Uh, Jesus was special. He was truly one of a kind. Think of that for a moment. God with us. We have these kind of ideas of who God is. It's like up here somewhere. God. God with us. We might as well pull up a chair and, and have him sit among us. That's kind of what it was like. Jesus, God with us. So why is he God with us? To save his people from their sins. Right, we're going to take up the offering at the moment. And the offering is another opportunity for, uh, for folk to, to worship God through uh, giving of their... At that time... The Roman Emperor decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He travelled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, she gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger 
because there was no lodging available for them. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. An angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid! I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby, lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Part of the service, I need another brave volunteer. Um, just having a look around. Okay, Sam Fagan or Sam Brown. Maybe Sam Brown, do you want to come out? When you come. <coughs> Okay, grab a seat. This is the hot seat. Okay. Have you ever seen the show Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Okay. Okay, welcome back to our studio audience. You've joined us at a crucial moment in this game. Sam is having a wonderful game so far. £32,000 in the bank. Uh, playing for 500000 Half a million pounds. And you still have your three lifelines, of course. You have 50-50, ask the congregation, or phone a friend. Are you ready to play Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Okay, I'll give you that. Here's your first question. To whom did the angels announce the good news of the Savior's birth? Was it A, to politicians in Rome? Was it B, to religious people in Jerusalem? To C, great thinkers in Athens? Or was it D, the shepherds living out in the fields? Uh, D. Okay, you think it was D? Do you want to maybe ask the congregation? Just uh, use up one of these lifelines. Congregation, perhaps, if, uh, if you think it was A, can you raise your hands? B? C? D? Okay, it's fairly conclusive. You want to go with the congregation or do you want to... Yeah. Yeah, um, okay. So, think it's D? Yeah. Final answer? Yeah. Okay. It's correct. Well done. Yeah. 500,000 pounds. 
Get to the big one, ladies and gentlemen, for a million pounds. Here we are, here's your next question. Where was Jesus born? Was it A, in a hospital on the south side of Edinburgh? Was it B, in a royal palace in Jerusalem? Was it C, in a stable in the city of David? Or was it D, in a hotel in Bethlehem? What do you think? C. You think it's C? Yes. Do you want to maybe use another lifeline? We'll, we'll phone a friend, shall we? Alright. Let's, uh, let's phone a friend. Okay, here we are. It's ringing. Hello. <laughs> Either this is Mike Stark from Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Uh, is this Peter Granger? Yeah, this is Peter Granger here. I'm in church. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry to bother you. I've got uh, Sam Brown here. He's in the hot seat. He's having a very good game so far. And he's just wanting to check the answer to a question. What I'm going to do is going to pass you over to Sam. He's going to read you the question, give you four, uh, uh, four answers, and one of them will be the right answer. You've got 30 seconds from when Sam starts to speak. So here he is. Uh, hi. Hi, Sam. <laughs> Hurry up where in was, church. Uh, where was Jesus born? In a hospital in Edinburgh. Be in a... What's that? Royal palace. In a royal palace in Jerusalem. In a... Stable. stable in David's in David city. Or in an inn in Bethlehem. Oh, oh dear, that's a tricky question there. Um... I suppose I could ask the elders, but um, thirty seconds. Uh, 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 I think it's. I think. I hope I'm right here. I'll be after the job. Uh, I think it's C. Okay. Thank you very much, Peter. Are you going to go for for Peter? Do you trust him as a as a man of good judgment? Yeah. Okay. Again, C. Let's see if you're right. You're right. Well done. Yeah. C. One million pounds. Congratulations, Sam. It's not a million pounds, but it'll do. Oh, yeah. Perfectly planned as well. That's just the end of the music. Okay. Whew. Thanks very much to Sam and to, to our guest caller, Peter Granger. So Jesus is born in this little town, or what's more like a large village, of Bethlehem, the city of David. Israel's greatest king, King David, his home city. But what about the shepherds? Here's something for you to to think about. Why did the angels appear to shepherds, of all people? You see, shepherds then weren't like they are now. Shepherds now, you can have, that that could be anybody's granddad, little cute lambs there. Maybe you've seen that show, uh, One Man and His Dog, I think it was called. Shepherds back in these days were known to be really bad people. They were untrustworthy, dishonest, and certainly not the kind of folks that you'd want to be seen with. Surely it would have been a better idea for the angels to have visited people that mattered, uh, people that were known and respected in society, rulers of the country, perhaps clever, important people. But no, the good news of Christmas... The news that the angels brought is good news for everybody. 
I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born in Bethlehem, the city of David. It's great news, and it's for you, and it's for me, it's for everyone on this planet. What's the news? He will save his people from their sins. Jesus, God saves. Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus Christ, not just a baby. He's the Savior. He's the Messiah. He's the Lord. And He'll save His people from their sins. He'll save anybody who will simply come to Him. Callum Sinclair is going to read that for us now. Thanks. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judah during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and the teachers of religious law and asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judah, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you, who will be the shepherd for my people, Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time the star first appeared. Then he told them, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child, and when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After that, this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star that they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. They opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Okay, thanks very much, Callum. Right, I need another volunteer. Uh, somebody who hasn't been up yet. Um, we look around. Yeah, okay, in the green. Come out and join me. I picked the people right in the middle to make it really difficult for them to get out. All right. Okay, what's your name? Jonathan. Jonathan, okay. What do you want for Christmas, Jonathan? Uh, some Lego. Some Lego. Parents, you guys listening? Lego? Okay. Imagine it's Christmas morning. Okay, do that. Imagine it's Christmas morning. You've just woken up. You've just dragged your parents out of bed, kicking and screaming, wanting more sleep. And you're wanting to go and find your presents. Where, where would you look for your presents? Where are the presents kept in your house? The living room. In the living room. Whereabouts in the living room? Uh, near the fireplace. Near the fireplace. Yeah, some, sometimes they keep them by the fireplace, sometimes they keep them under a Christmas tree. Uh, but, yeah, so usually in the living room. Well, we're going to look for a present now. Are you up for that? Yeah. Okay, you're up for that. <laughs> I thought you might be. Uh, I wonder where we should look. Where should we look? If we want to find presents, where do we look? Perhaps behind the organ? Over there? Or under the pastor? Or maybe under the Christmas tree? What do you, what do you think sounds most likely? 
Christmas tree. Okay, let's go have a look. See under the Christmas tree. When you go first, I need to take my notes with me in case I get lost. Okay, let's have a look. See if there's any presents under the Christmas tree. Any presents there? No. No. What is there? There's some candles and a and a rolling pin. A rolling pin. It's actually a scroll, but (laughs) (laughs) you know that too, eh? Okay, so we have a look to see what the scroll says. Okay. I made this so carefully yesterday. Rolling pins. What does that say? The present is in the manger. Manger. Okay. Right. Let's go have a look at the manger. You're not. Uh, you're not got hay fever, have you? No. Okay. That's fine. It's going to pull nut allergy thing. <laughs> right. Do you have a wee look in there? See if there's a present. I'll take the mic off you. Oh, would you believe it? There's a present. Okay, that's yours to keep. You can uh, open it on Christmas Day or open it now if you like. Maybe wait until after lunch, perhaps. Um, Go back to your seat. Thank you very much. Cheers. Okay, the birth of God's promised king had so far been quite a quiet thing. Not many people knew about it. Maybe some... Shepherds, a bunch of shepherds, some Bethlehem locals perhaps, maybe even some ox and donkeys, but I don't suppose they were going to tell anybody. It was only when a group of mysterious visitors from the east arrived in the scene that people began to take notice. But unfortunately, these visitors who we call the wise men took a wrong turn and ended up in the wrong place. Picture the scene a bunch of these uh, mysterious visitors from the east all kind of gathered together on, camel, on their camels, uh, riding across the sand, following the star, and there's a star over there. We'll imagine it's over there. And they see it and think, mm, I think the star's going that way, but Jerusalem is just a little bit off. It must mean Jerusalem. That's the capital city. I'm sure that's where we'll find this, uh, this new king. So they arrive in Jerusalem where perhaps rightly they expect the new king to be born. But they're met with somewhat blank faces. In fact, King Herod is even disturbed. He knew that God was supposed to be sending his promised king at some point, but I guess he wasn't expecting him quite so soon. And what would the arrival of this new king mean for his power and his authority? Well, King Herod calls a meeting of all the religious boffins, Uh, They all get together and they tell him exactly where God's king is supposed to be born. See, the Messiah um, was the the prophet Micah had written 700 years before on a scroll, not dissimilar to this. This is rolling pins, but um, on a scroll, exactly where the Messiah would be born. 700 years before he even showed up. 700 years before he was born, the prophet Micah had already told everyone where he would be. It was written in the scrolls. And where did he say he would be born? In Bethlehem, in Judea, just as you thought. About six miles down the road. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, this is Micah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you uh, who will be shepherd of my people Israel. So just as we expected the present to be under the tree, the wise men expected the newborn king to be in Jerusalem, not in Bethlehem to be born in a royal palace. But the scroll set them on the right track and they found 
baby Jesus in Bethlehem. But think about this. What sort of baby is expected 700 years before they're even born? That's amazing. And you can hardly blame the wise men for getting it wrong. Surely he should be the son of a queen, um, surrounded by important dignitaries, tended to by the finest medical team in the land, surrounded and protected by palace walls, with an armed guard patrolling 24 hours a day, seven days a week, just to keep out the riffraff. Nope. He's born in Bethlehem, just as Micah had predicted. Here, anyone, even shepherds, could push open the stable door, if it even had a door, and visit the newborn king. There's no way the shepherds would have got into the palace. They wouldn't even get past the gate. But remember, Christmas is good news for all the earth. Jesus Christ, not just a baby. He's the saviour of all mankind. From the mightiest of kings to the lowliest of shepherds, for you and for me, whoever you are. We're going to stand and sing another song now. Uh, Look to the skies. Jesus Christ, not just the baby. You see, Christmas is meaningless, totally without meaning, if all we're doing is simply celebrating the birth of one baby. We may as well celebrate the birth of Isaac Newton, or anyone else for that matter. Of course, the real importance of Christmas is seen some 30-odd years later, when Jesus Christ... God's with us, God's promised king becomes our saviour, rescuing us from our sins by dying on the cross. Remember, she will have a son, and you're to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. See, God created us for good things, created us to be his friends. That is our purpose. Throughout history, All of mankind has suffered because of a common problem. That problem is is our sin. It's all the wrong things that we do, and it's all the the right things that, that we fail to do. And these things uh separate us from God. We're rebelling against Him. Which is bad news because we're designed to be happiest when we're with Him. But God, because of His great love for us wasn't happy with things the way they are, and he took it upon himself to make things right, to make a way by which we can be his friends again. And that was through sending his son, Jesus Christ, God's promised king, Messiah, God with us. Why? To rescue his people from their sins. The most famous verse in the Bible says to us this, For God loved the world, So much that he gave his one and only son that everyone who believed in him would not perish but have eternal life. John 3.16 And it's not because we deserve to be forgiven. Oh no. It's by grace. It's a gift. Grace is God's riches at Christ's expense. Grace. And he did it there by by dying on the cross, by taking upon himself all the junk that we've done and dealing with it right there and right then. At that point, death was defeated. The victory was won. And God had made a way by which we can be his friends once more. 
But Jesus didn't just die. No. He rose back to life on the third day, showing that God alone has power over life and death. Jesus Christ, not just a baby. Now, each of us has a choice to make. What do we do with this? You don't choose by, by going to church. You don't choose because your parents have already chosen. You must choose to either accept him or to reject him. He calls you to trust in him, to take his hand and to walk with him all the days of your life and forevermore. God loves us so much. No matter who we are or what we've done, he loves us with an everlasting, undying love. And he wants nothing but the very best for each and every one of us. He wants to forgive you and he wants to make you part of his family. He's calling you to be one of his people. To be saved from your sins and enjoy life in all its fullness now and also in eternity. If our greatest need was information, God would have sent us a teacher. If our greatest need was technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need was money, God would have sent us an economist or money expert. If our greatest need was pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. Our greatest need is that we're sinners. We're all sinners, needing to be saved by God's grace. We need a saviour, and so Jesus came as a baby to save all mankind. But not just, not just a baby. The saviour for all people.